Testing, testing, testing. Perfect. Bitch, it's La Uzi Vert. Made back, made back. I'm in the gut and my whip all black. Yes, I blend right in, cut my paint on mat. And the shorty on my top, man, she need a backpack. I remember she ain't even want me way back. Stay with a hundred racks, stuff. Probably why I walk like that, why I talk like that. I'm off a perky, I'm up. No, it's no time to relax. Time to relax. Want me to hit from the front, but I wanna hit from the back. Hit from the back. I'm a young nigga, I'm up. No, it's no hiding that. No hiding that. Niggas, they talking too much. Y'all niggas, y'all kind of rats. Kind of rats. So you struck out with the PS5. Not everybody's as lucky as you, sir. Oh yeah, we gotta. That's applause. We gotta clap it up for Chance. Thank it's you, been a, man. Like six episodes struggle with bro trying to get the PS5. That's facts. <laughs> I definitely this was able. To, this um, is the end. I definitely was able to take take a W. So, uh, thank the thank the guys above for just blessing me with this PS5. But that just go to show you, man. If you if you got a goal set in mind and you persevere, <laughs> you can achieve that goal. And I had I had, I set out to get this PS5 about one month ago, and I was just relentless and and, and really just <laughs> just willing to do whatever it took to to get it. And you know, I'm looking at it right now, and, and I I gotta tell you, it's it's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely something beautiful, and it, it's definitely something I'm gonna remember. So, it sounds like he <laughs> said something like, well, "My wife just gave birth." You want a ring? Like, <laughs> like, I definitely. That's how I felt, man. These championships. You hear I me? Mean? Like, I definitely won. But, Taj Money, what you what you want for Christmas this year? What you what's on your list? I didn't really. I think I asked for some chucks. That's the only thing I asked for for Christmas. Just want some chucks, and I didn't feel like buying it myself. So you don't got nothing that you just that's just on your list that you been you just feeding for? No, nah, I don't really like asking people for stuff. So I like think of like the cheapest gift possible and like here, buy me this, and then that's it. I'm bad at that. I'm I don't even know what I want. I'm horrible at getting other people gifts. Like, yeah, I usually don't be asking for nothing. So I'll take what I could get. I do want some pajama pants though. So <laughs> I always nice. appreciate socks for real. At this some age, pajama I need pants, socks. some Nike socks, maybe some polo or some Calvin Klein draws. Nice, that's nice. Some body cream, maybe. You know, what I mean? <laughs> you know the simple things. Ask for body cream for Christmas. <laughs> <is hilarious. laughs> but um, right, yeah, we got a special episode it. this week. It's one of our co-hosts' birthday. If you're listening on Wednesday, it is his birthday. So make sure to go to VNC 3s Instagram, his Twitter. Shout him out. Tell him happy birthday first. He's not VNC3 on Twitter though. He's Vance Thomas. Yeah, the government. This is alias. He's uh Kent. He's like that's his alias. For Vance's twenty first, we're just throwing all reins to him. Me and Chance came in with no topics. This is a VNC3 special. Every topic you hear is coming straight from the birthday boy. Wow, you know how we set this up. This is like, I mean, I just threw a couple out there, and you just hearted the ones you fuck with. So, <laughs> do we want to get into the Cardi album? I heard you were excited over that, Taj. Very excited. You excited you too? All the you brought merch. it up. I mean, y'all definitely brought this up first. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that was before we were recording or what, but I guess this was uh, expected. A whole lot of red. He's been. I mean, this rollout has been years at this point, but at least the the latest installment of the rollout has been fueling for the past three weeks. He's hinted at some collaborations with the likes of Future. And um, Travis Scott, as well as Kid Cudi, I'm hearing is supposed to be on the project. Uh, I think Future too. He he's just, he's getting the Avengers together as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I brought up Future. So, what are our expectations? It's supposed to be coming out on Christmas Day. So, um, I don't know. So Based contra- on the cover art and just everything, what you expecting? 
I don't really know at this point because seeing the whole direction, it's so anti-Christ, like, <laughs> so demonic. Like, I guess I expected that, but, like, on Christmas. Not on Christmas. With, with, with Kanye? <laughs> I thought Kanye was a whole changed man, but he's executive producing the album. Kanye's executive producing his album? I think that was what Kanye West Academic said, Taj's favorite uh, wow. journalist. Don't, don't disrespect <laughs> No disrespect. Man. I know, I'm Todd said, Todd said you have to listen to the academics. This Hearing is, that, I'm excited. Yeah. It's stamped. Because Ye brings out the best of people. I agree. I'm um, pretty like exact. Like before, last time we did predictions on the last time Cardi teased the shit, I was like, he's probably doing like 150K. I think he's going to shit on that number. I'm thinking like 250K first week. But. Minimum. At the same time, I'm thinking it's going to be a lot of overreactions, a lot of like Cardi dick riders hopping off the ship with this project. Like based on the how people responded to the cover art, how people responded to At Me, how people responded to Pain 1993, like everybody's going to shit on this immediately. So I'm expecting that. Like that's my prediction. It's going to sell a lot and people are going to shit on it, but it's going to be good. It's going to be some really, really different shit. I mean, we just got that. Um, we just listened to that. Kid Cudi snippet that he's got Kid Cudi on the Kid Cudi beat, which is pretty big news for Cardi fans. So if that one catches, I don't really know if there's going to be any room to slander the album. You feel me? Like I could this see a lot of people shitting on it. One song like, catch, no room to slander the entire project. <laughs> no, I'm just going to say one song though, we already heard before. Catch. I don't think that's going to be the popular narrative. You feel me? Because I feel like a hey, and I and I'm not even a huge Cudi supporter right now. Y'all know that, but. Cuddy, everybody's on his dick right now because he just dropped. So, with this song, I'm just saying, don't be surprised if the public runs off with that Kid Cuddy record because I already see people going crazy on my on my timeline and shit. But I don't know. I'm expecting good music. I'm expecting. I don't know how many songs I'm expecting. You think he's gonna drop a track list? Uh, Uzi was on Instagram Live and he said he was on tracks like. Three and sixteen, so I'm expecting at least sixteen tracks. Sixteen like, tracks? Yeah, I think I'll be satisfied because you know we about to get a deluxe with it. So I think sixteen initially, and then like maybe like so. a five six pack deluxe. You don't think we'll get a deluxe? Nah, Cardi doesn't seem like a deluxe artist. I don't think Cardi just doesn't do anything like that's traditional. So I don't, I'm not expecting a deluxe. I'm not expecting to hear a single interview. What label is he like, on? Piss me off. Uh, I want to say Interscope, but I don't want to get that wrong. Aug, which is a subsidiary of Interscope. Yeah. Okie dokie then. <laughs> Alright, you guys want to talk about the controversy the that had Vance riled up earlier this week? Hey man, <laughs> it's time to get Georgia Smith out of here. It's time. It's time. Couldn't wait to get on this pod and destroy black women. Hey, that's what she's doing. That's oh what my. she's doing out here in these streets. <laughs> what her and her 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 following, her team, her crew is doing. Did you see? You saw the colors. You saw what happened. So ironic. It's called colors. <laughs> How can you not even get that shit right? <laughs> like, come on, bruh. Taj, please break this shit down. All right. For those who don't know, there was a track by um a British, uh, well, a UK rapper named Any. Um, called Pink Black Girls featuring, the original track was featuring Amaya Brave, a dark-skinned woman. And it was basically just uplifting black girls of all shapes, all sizes, all types. And the track kind of got a little bit of buzz. George Smith hopped on the remix. 
Um, Amaya Brave was then taken off of the her hook. Her hook was then taken off for Georgia Smith and Any doing like a collab hook that really blew up. That led to a color studio performance like two weeks later, which Amaya Brave was also not a part of. And since then, everybody's kind of saying how like Georgia Smith has subbed out this dark skinned woman on a song that was meant to uplift black women, and it's kind of like a and let me get this straight. Colorism, she wrote the song. Who? The dark skin. She was on the original hook. The original. Most, it was the a, song it, is like eighty percent any. Right. They but just replaced. They just the, replaced the hook. Like Georgia didn't George add Smith. anything new. Essentially, it's not like she added. Oh, she literally just like resung the same words. Yeah. Whoa! Wow, that's messed up. That's what I'm saying, bruh. And it's like Taj was over here diving out, putting his shield up for Georgia. <laughs> but I'm like, come on, bruh. It's time we have the dialogue. Because I feel like the whole description of her not adding anything of substance or value to the record is a perfect just metaphor for her presence in the music industry as of late. Like, what is she? See, I don't think that's true, though. Saying she didn't add anything. We wouldn't have known about this track if Georgia wasn't on this track. This track would have never came across our surface if it wasn't for Georgia. Like the only like criticism I had was the fact that Amai Brave got taken off, which is like I don't understand why she was removed, but I have like a theory about it, but I'll just get on that later. But So you don't think Georgia could have said, Why don't why did you take her off? Why can't think- we do something different? Why can't we arrange the song differently? Oh, you're gonna take her off, I have to sub her off. I decline like that's what I think it was something deeper between any and Amaya Brave because the song had like really popular merch apparently that like sold out and then when i like check like i was in my journalism bag i was like just checking like the post from when this shit was originally happening and like investigator uh, first 48 taj any posted the remix and she didn't tag amaya brave but george smith posted the remix and she tagged amaya brave and said like i could never do the hook like you which made me like think like i don't even know if george smith knew amaya brave was being george is capping on the tl (laughs) I don't want to hear it. Well, but based off Instagram, I don't even think Georgia knew Amaya was being taken off. It seemed like this was more like an any versus Amaya type thing. Did you and see the Amaya tweet? From, yeah, that's what I got from her tweet, too, when she says, sometimes it's not about what someone did. It's about how they went about it. That sucks. And that, that makes the situation like way more. It's definitely deep. Something to, Yeah, it's more understandable, though, because it's like you've got two small artists. Amaya's unsigned, any signed to like this small label, they get a song that blow up. It makes sense that any's gonna sub out this like unsigned artist for. But it's just George like Smith. on any other record, bro. Like, like you said, if if what you said is true about the song not catching otherwise, if Georgia wasn't on it, then it shouldn't have been that big of a record to to take the whole girl off. You feel me? Like, if it was never gonna catch that much traction in the first place, I don't understand why there couldn't have just been another record on the any project or the upcoming any project with Georgia on it other than the one record about but you know I digress it's whatever I feel like colors could have done a better job as well but yeah I think colors is falling off colors just let Amai come in as well like just add her and let her do the hook let Georgia do her verse let any do her verse perfectly solved Jesse you didn't even see the situation huh you've been so busy on your PS5 I Mm. know I feel like he's playing a whole (laughs) game this situation did not come across my uh my TL, so he has not um, been on the TL since he secured. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did delete uh Twitter again. 
and yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's 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 effed up, but I don't really know too much of the situation, so I can't make much of uh, any comments. But uh, you want to get an unheard in, or y'all want to move on? Let's uh, let's take a little pause. Uh, all right, we were just talking about it. I'll play Amaya Brave. This is her track, Sweet Love. Say less and do more. Say yes and be sure that this is what you want from me. That this is where you wanna be. Mm, your best and my all. Good choice or right call. Tell me what you want from me. If this is where you wanna be. Do you have any feelings towards Pitchfork? I mean, we already know you have distaste towards a lot of music journalists, but Pitchfork rated Jack Harlow's album higher than Kid Cudi's. I think Kid Cudi's received a 4.7. I'm not sure what Harlow's got, but it had to be higher than that. it was like that. a 5-point-something. Was it? Yeah. I mean, what am I going to say? Who writes for Pitchfork? Of course I expect another line with Jack Harlow. He's probably speaking to their soul. Got this white suburban <laughs> kid with absolutely nothing to talk about over these smooth, sick hip hop beats. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> nah, can't respect it, man. Pitch for it, you gotta throw them out. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I just have. I don't know why everybody was destroying the Cuddy album anyway. I guess. I guess this brings up a point where like the pandemic has really messed up the way we receive music, just because nobody's really going nowhere, nobody's at functions, you're not driving all the time, so. Like, I was listening to the Cuddy Project in the car, and I was like, yo, this really hit. Like, you coming home lit one day, one night, the Cuddy album, hard. Like, it sound even better than it do, like, when you just chilling in your headphones or whatever. So, but all that's to say that I thought people were way too harsh on the Cuddy Project. I saw, like, just a general consensus that people weren't really feeling it. But, I mean, I expect nothing less, like. It be the people that's not real fans that be trying to hate on it, but it's just like you was never there to begin with, so why you even got something to say? <laughs> that's just my opinion. Like, Cuddy is that type of huh? artist where it's just like you can't just come hop on the bandwagon late and then be trying to criticize this man. Like, you don't know the whole history. I knew some Cuddy fans that weren't fucking with it. They said it was pretty mid. Some like real legit Cuddy fans. That kind of threw me off. It's it had a few misses for sure, but I don't know I don't know where they get mid from. Like I don't it know wasn't what they wanted from Cutty. <laughs> I don't know what they want from Cutty in twenty. I think it was a good sounding album. It wasn't anything saying. crazy, but it was a good sounding album. Like it was just a good album. It was a good third. It was a good third movie. You know what I mean? Like the, of course the third movie is not going to be better than the first movie. That's why the first movie <laughs> is as good as it is. So I don't if people who wanted this to be better than so much Man on the Moon is just like. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, how do you come in to critique an album? Like, if people wanted this to be better than Man on the Moon, then it's just like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's a it's a trilogy. Like, Ocean's 13 wasn't better than Ocean's 11. I don't mean Ocean's 13 wasn't a good movie. You know what I mean? So like, the, the battle first, of... Like, like, the third Spider-Man, to me, not as good as the first one, but... I got, I got the analogy, though. Exactly. <laughs> Bird's gonna go through every trilogy <laughs> of movies. Every trilogy series ever. <laughs> you feel me? But that's just that's just my opinion, though. Uh, but the Jack Harlow, I don't know how that got a 5.5. 5. 
So who do we uplift in the realm of music journalism in the battle? Do you Unheard take, podcast and sound sports media. Do you take Pitchfork or do you take academics and the Adam 22s and Vlad's of the world? I definitely don't take uh, uh, Vlad and Adam 22 serious. I don't take uh, Complex or DJ Academics serious either. But I think DJ Academics has made a living off not being taken serious, if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's kind of his just thing right now. So I don't know I if he does it as facetiously. I think they have too many people that do take them serious. That's the issue. Like, I didn't really know that was a thing until a couple of weeks ago, honestly. Right before the, like, a lot of people watch his Twitch streams. And, like, I'm sure a lot of people watch it for jokes. But, like, at a certain point, you know, it's like when they I mean, but they're he, joking about some shit. But it's like, you know, they're not joking. Like, they kind of fuck with the shit. I don't really listen to him for his opinions. But I will, I mean, you can't deny that he be all over the story. So, like, when there is a story, like, he is able to, like, let you know what the story was, what happened. He can do it, like, pretty concisely. And it be, you know what I mean? He's, like, funny, like, to laugh at. So, I can see why people, like, look at him. His opinions, like, I don't know. I don't put too much stock into those. But that's just me. Were you in the clubhouse room? The most popular room in clubhouse history? I was not. What happened there? I got there? kicked out. They started no, no, no. I, yeah, out. yeah. It was, it was full. It was full of, like, 5K people. I couldn't get in. Oh, yeah. I was in the club early. So, <laughs> I was in there, like, most of the time. They kicked me out at one that's point. Dude. And I just got back in. But it was essentially, like... Any name you could think of on Clubhouse, just going at academics and shitting it was on academics. How many? Who was in the industry? How many people in the industry? It was like uh, a lot. Like I mean, it was, bro, it's Clubhouse. Give me some people. Twenty One Savage was the moderator. He Meek was like Mill. the only one sticking up for uh, uh, academics. Then they had uh, Meek Mill like going at academics. They had Tory Lanez going at academics. They had Tory uh, Lanez did not need to be in no that that dynamic right was so nasty. Why was, was Tory Lanez being weird. woke? <laughs> <laughs> Tory Lanez was like, "You just not a real nigga." I'm like, "What? All right, <laughs> well, come on, so a wild judge. <laughs> you just need to you just need to go lay low so so people could forget about him for a little while. <laughs> it's like he wants all the attention after what's happening. But anyway, this is not about him. Go ahead, Ty. So what happened? Like what went down in the clubhouse? Like what was? What was, was everybody grievances with DJ Academics? It was essentially everybody just saying, like, trying to hold him accountable and get him to, like, change his platform. Like, saying how he was, like, perpetuating violence by reporting certain shit. And I was like, one quote that kept getting thrown around was, like, you got a thousand bodies on your head because of that war in Chirac shit. Like, you responsible for the blood in Chicago. And I'm like, mm. damn. This was, like, real Chicago niggas saying this shit, like. Yeah, I think he do. I think he do be instigating, and he does it like in a very like facetious manner. Like he does it to, like ignite a reaction or to like start controversy. It's not even like a journalism thing. Like you're just reporting. It's like he's trying to like insinuate. So I could get that. I don't know if I would say he's responsible for all the blood in Chicago. Like that was happening long before he he was there, right? 21 was kind of defending him. Yeah, 21 was defending him, basically saying, like, he was report. The biggest defense for ACK was, like, if academics doesn't um, report this, somebody else will. Like, this is a lane of hip-hop that people want to hear. Like, people want to hear about the beef. And if academics doesn't do it, somebody else is going to do it. And I kind of, like... I think that's interesting. I get why. What was Meek saying? I guess that's what I'm most interested in. Uh, Meek was hilarious. He was trying to be a straight nigga on Clubhouse. Yeah, he was basically was he saying talking? how, like, Meek's, like, whole rebuttal was, like, yes, somebody else will fill the lane, but you as academics, when you say shit, like, it goes to a whole nother level, and, like, blah, 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 like, 
you reported shit that could have sent me back to jail, blah, blah, blah. And academics was like, this shit was already out there. It was just Yeah, a whole that's what I'm saying. If, if academics has the information, it ain't like the lawyers who was going to send you to jail could not find it, me. You did? Like, <laughs> it ain't like academics like was uh, talking to the feds and they gave him some classified info. Like, this was already... It was like an interesting whole like room because it just made me think about like Clubhouse has a little bit of power in terms of like what's about to happen in terms of like music and entertainment. Like this was legit niggas just holding academics accountable for every fucked up thing he did to the point where this man was apologizing at some point. I was just thinking like niggas like 21 Savage and Meek Mill are heavy in these rooms weekly or daily. Like do you see a point where it's like they're in there like really defending their own music like. This is what I was doing at this project. This is what blah, blah, blah. I don't blah. think it gets to that point. I, think, most I don't know. I, I think don't the, think it does. I think it's all going to depend on the bag and how much of a necessity it is in the industry. I think right now with um, like COVID and people staying at home and it's cold outside, like holidays. I think it's a good app for that because everybody's in the house, you know. But I don't think it's doing nothing for your clout, though. I think if you're on it, you just genuinely want to be on it to like. It's people. definitely doing something for people's relevance. Like every time you see like, not for like random rapper like from the nineties like, is on Clubhouse. Did. Like welcome him. I'm like, I didn't even like, I didn't <laughs> even know I want to be in a room with Mace right now. Like that's, that's, <laughs> it's definitely keeping a lot of people relevant for the time being. Like Meek just dropped a project, so that's different. But I don't know. I just don't. I, I think once people outside opens back up i don't know if the app is going to hold as much weight because right now it's just like a real i guess raw way for people to socialize with a somewhat common interest common goal but once people can really go outside again like freely and like fully pack out things and i don't know i think they're gonna have to change their uh the whole like infrastructure of it first you know because i don't think this model or whatever is gonna last yeah, I don't really. I don't see how to make money. That's my. I'm I don't confused. see them ever making money. <laughs> I mean, I, I get could. Like, ads. You could put ads on Clubhouse before you get into the room. Like you got to watch a thirty second ad before you could. That would that would be so terrible. Not thirty seconds, but you know, like you can skip after five seconds. There's definitely ways to monetize. You just need an audience, and it's growing slowly but surely. That's like the nice thing about it. This is like, I guess, the first time I've seen like an app of this caliber like just grow grassroots almost where you're literally like referring people to grow the app like you can't join without a referral yeah they're growing crazy but it's, apparently it's about to get dead like there's been rumors that twitter is basically coming out with their own like clubhouse like type thing i saw a picture it looked cluttered as hell it looked weird yeah but twitter i don't like, know if it's like gonna last die three because features twitter, have kind of been trash that's what i'm saying they haven't been able to really execute so but I mean, that's what yeah, anything the fleets like were once, trash. once they see it, they're going to steal it and copy it. Just like every social media platform got stories now. Like, I don't need a story on my Twitter. That's why I never updated it. <laughs> I hope I hope when I re-download it, it don't have that feature. But that, right. that remains to be seen. That's a good clubhouse talk. We want to get a next unheard or we want to throw in another topic? Me, quick, quick. me, me, me. <laughs> This is all for Project Wave from 2017, but this is like, I don't know. It's not my favorite Freddie Gibbs project, but it's one of them. You only live twice. Uh, 
like probably my favorite song up there, Crush Glass. Yeah. The future started yesterday, nigga. Every minute feeling different. I am not the same, nigga. I admit that I was timid at a younger age, nigga. Daddy asked me what I wanna be. I said a pain, nigga. Whipping extras out the pot, I gave myself a raise, nigga. Heavy sin and can't remember last time I prayed, nigga. So the devil introduced me to cooking cocaine, nigga. On the blade, seven days, ain't made for shame, nigga. I was thugging with my trait, ay. Motherfucker president, I got a presidential date. I run a check up like a chase bank. The police open up your package just to ship it, come a date. Hey, I just be the rape case. Groovy bitch, I never fuck. Try to give me 10 for some pussy that I never touch. At a certain level, system try to test a nigga nuts. Nigga hire like 11 lawyers at the level up, yeah. Two of the leading songwriting, publishing organizations, uh, performance rights organizations, um, came together and I guess put together this like cloud based. Um, database of uh, records and listings of who owns what songs um, because when you want to use somebody's record in a movie or a film or something like that there's not really too much info out for like a specific like Travis Scott record you know so I think that's what this database is supposed to accomplish I just saw that today I thought that was like kind of interesting because it just kind of speaks towards a future like goal of transparency in the industry which is like what a lot of people complain about um this doesn't really have too much to do with the labels as the performance rights organizations kind of own like the publishing side of the song you feel me not really the master side of the song but i guess it's a small little step nonetheless so what does it do like what does this help in the future basically like saying like yes i was on this song you can check here is that like what this does more more of just like if somebody else wants to use the song and they like need somebody's permission to use the song it's easier like you don't have to reach out to the artist and ask them like which performance rights organization are you signed to uh like who am i have to reach out to to use this song that's all in a database i guess that's public now i haven't looked into it or anything but they were gassing it up a lot today in my little industry circle, so I said, hey. All right, interesting stuff. Any more news? Any more news before we tease next week's huge episode? Ginormous no. episode? Quiet, um, just quiet week. Not really any new music. Um, nothing really going on in the hip-hop world. Like, there's like a huge beef among like all the Twitter Twitter girl rappers, all the female rappers. Um, <laughs> I don't want to get into Nobody's that, allowed to jump that's JT. About all that, that's all that Nobody's allowed to jump JT. <laughs> it's like, that's the only rule. It's like JT is beefing with King Vine, ex-girlfriend who beefing with Meg Thee Stallion, who don't want to have nothing to do with the beef. Or Common something. denominator. Such a silly beef. Like All Asia Dog did was play a snippet of a song she was taking off of and then she just went left like immediately it was like damn it's not that deep sad but uh we gonna just let's just wrap it up uh make sure y'all tune in next week we have a special episode or two depending Playlist on how much we too, have possibly hopefully next week it might be a two-parter but in essence um, a double header podcast year <laughs> in our year in wrap up should we call it the unheard awards the, what are we awarding <laughs> what are we're, we're not giving anybody anything we don't even have nominees um, but yeah we're just gonna do our little year in wrap up talk about you know all the music that came out I guess we'll do some rankings 
You want to give any teas into what your rankings might be? Anything that's... Whoa! I can't believe Chance put this here. I don't know. Just be on the lookout for Slime and B. I don't know where I want to put it yet. <laughs> that's not a shocker. It's lingering in that top 20 so far. I actually did make my ratings. Let me see. Um, what, what, what Chance is looking for his I don't know. I'm, I'm actually surprised. They got a lot of people that... Like Kaylani, don't be surprised. You know, be on the lookout for where her project lands. I really like that project this year. Um, yeah. What about what about y'all? Any any teasers, surprises? That Don Tolliver album, sleeper. Sleeper. Don Tolliver album was a sleeper. It's a sleeper. <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't be shocked. I'm just gonna say right now. I've been like making my top fifty, and Benny the Butcher didn't make it. So, dang, top wait, you got wait. Don't send me your top fifty, but send me the all the albums you consider. Because I don't know how Benny don't make your top fifty. I don't think 50? they have fifty albums better than Benny one of Benny projects. But um, if I had to Tame guess, Tame Impala Fantas, is also very high on my list. That shit grew on me a lot. If, if I had to guess, Vance's, I'm gonna say. Top seven to ten, Griselda crew. That's it's not right. <laughs> only two of them. Only Griselda two Griselda crew, projects. Heady one and Lucky. That's his <laughs> top ten. Guess not. Um, I'll play my unheard artist. This is a French Korean artist based out of L.A. Um, Spill tab. This is her song name. Maybe I should stay. Podcast over, dog.